0: oh there's a beach in my <laughs> there's
1: a beach in my picture.
0: that's actually a great idea dawson i'm, to I'm gotta...
1: not gonna lie i low-key judge jimmy buffett fans Why? I, I wouldn't say it to their faces oh
2: man well you just did
1: i yeah uh, i guess i guess i did yeah i'm right here yeah and philip's <laughs> probably gonna keep philip's probably gonna keep this on the finished podcast so like yeah now I'll be on the,
0: I was thinking of Jimmy Buffett lyrics, like, stepped on a pop top. What's a pop top?
1: Like That's in one
0: of his songs. Pan? Yeah. I no. You know what? Dawson low-key judges Jimmy Buffett fans, but I low-key judge Dawson's musical tastes.
1: Yeah, but, you should. Have you I know, told you other about day the time?
0: There was a time that Dawson came to me dead serious, came into the office, just, just me and Dawson. It's kind of a special moment and he comes in to the conference room and he's like hey for real bro have you listened to the smash mouth album (laughs) all-star
1: that's true hey now
0: you're an all-star get your game on
1: yeah hey listen that smash mouth album is an awesome album it's
0: East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far. Guys, Cece, uh, Cece texted me at 2 a.m. and there was people in the church parking lot. She goes, hey, Oh, probably you know, doing what I used to do. She goes, there's a white truck back here and some people and they're like goofing off. She goes, I saw one of them twerking. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, they were definitely doing what I used to do then.
0: Need Let me read you the, the text. CC goes, she says, hey, Philip, some young people in a white truck Pulled up behind church. They've been here for about 20 minutes. One of them got out of the truck and did some twerking. <laughs> laugh out loud. Should I call the police? I said, yes, I would call the police.
3: <laughs> she may do what I seen somebody's to do? daughter to last night. <laughs>
2: Same.
0: One of them got out of the truck and did some twerking laugh out loud. Things you never thought you'd read at 2 a.m. Hey, let's get started on podcast episode number 23. Ow, ow, ow. Representing here, coming at you from the 29212.
1: Hey, can and, I just say, I miss Michelle. I'm ready to get a lady back on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do miss Michelle. Do you think Michelle's watching this? Uh, no. No. She
2: better
0: not No, no. You're not watching just this. Disconnected. How connected. long can we get Michelle back, Ray?
3: april I'm, no, I'm sorry august august wow Ray, that was a big one august 16th.
2: <laughs> next year
3: next year
0: I'm i excited. think august
3: 16th will be her first day back in the office yeah
0: Woo-hoo! just all these guys talking is no good we need a woman's perspective in here yep somebody to clean this place up yeah <laughs> all right hey listen so with rob taught this last sunday we're still in the I series, series called one? foolish and uh and it's really a study that walks us through proverbs and it's been really good and uh rob was in the hot seat this last sunday and rob what would you title this sermon or should i title it
2: oh i love your titles
0: you want me to i t- want to hear
2: you i want to hear you first uh
0: um, because it's
1: just more fun that way check yourself lest you wreck
0: yourself yeah my my sermon title for you would be um don't trust yourself
2: funny. the reason check i yourself. i didn't really have a title for this one it, my i when we were picking these i prayed through it and it was picked it was god said hey do this verse that has been so important to you and and, and so i think that those are really good options you know yeah. check yourself before you wreck yourself is a great option Um, you know, don't trust yourself, big one, um, trust him because it really, what what I was working with was the idea of trusting him. The wisdom of trusting is what my working title was, but it was never really catchy. So
0: I loved the part in there where you said, one of my friends actually came to me and said, your first reaction or what was it is basically always wrong.
2: (laughs) Yeah. My first, my first, my first, my first reaction to everything is wrong because of the emotions.
0: know yeah it's true don't go with that i could probably say that
3: (laughs) okay so since you guys started off with alternative rock bands Uh uh-huh in line with Rob's sermon there is a rap band called public enemy that did a song called can't trust it
0: Uh, yeah oh yeah 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 i can respect that i listen to public enemy a little bit I thought so I was he pretty hard. So could have played
3: that before his message.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, that would have been good. If you started <laughs> yeah, to walk on music like the baseball players do at these games, oh my God.
2: Oh, we need to start doing that. We need to okay, all have okay. walk on You're, music. Philip, I, I anyway.
3: know you didn't plan for this, but if you could walk out to your own music like the baseball players, do,
0: <laughs> what song would you have intro? You walking out to teach. Oh man, Dawson's gonna say "All Star" by Smash Mouth.
1: <laughs> I don't love that song. The album's
0: good, dude. I I feel like Dawson would say that though, but I shouldn't. I think him. you're missing the point, though.
2: I I think it's 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 his it's the album, not the
0: song. I think he doesn't um, really like the song. Well, I mean, the like the album that was on repeat when I was in high school. Oh no, you guys, you're pulling, you're, you're, I'm, um, this is horrible, but it was Green Come Day, up. Dookie, the Green Day album, Dookie. Yeah, That for was really. my first CD. Yeah. You, you have be- that time.
1: Wow, really? Yeah.
0: What about you guys?
1: Oh, I was, I was going to suggest you walk out to staying Alive. Ah. Yeah,
0: no. But maybe I don't know. I do like all that funky stuff, funky music. So, so if play I were the to go funky with funky the, the, music, why, <laughs> boy, lay down and boogie and play that funky music? Oh, what is happening? I think I so have if to I was to go it. with,
2: oh, if I were to go, with what's on repeat when I was in high school? Like, I, it would be Welcome to the Jungle, but that's not the one I would pick. So, so what I would pick is you ready? This is this is different. I mean, there's a long list. But if I had to pick only one, Rubber Band Man. What? I don't even know what yeah. that is. Dude, that song has got such a good open. It just, oh, it won't play because it's in my earpods.
0: Um, it, I was going to
2: try to play it on my phone, but I connected to my earpods. <laughs> so I'll find a way to play it for y'all. I'll find a way. Thank you,
0: Thank you Lord. What about you, I'm going to play
2: it. Oh, you're going to hear it.
0: Oh,
1: no, please don't. I don't want to hear it, Rob.
2: <laughs> oh, You're t- you're, 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 you're to recognize think, it?
1: I cannot think of a more 70s title for a song than Rubber Band Man. It's,
2: it's in Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean, this is me, bro. That's it that's my song turn it off now
0: that's horrible but that's yeah a that is song. You, rob i could see that Just, <laughs> don't dance
2: hey i didn't say a david Hasselhoff song which could i easily could have said but anyway ray what about yours um so because
3: of the choice of music that i was listening to in high school i could never intro myself to that music today so the song that i would go with but I do it's Andy Maneo. i'ma make a toast because we still alive no
0: big yeah hot.
3: i shoot a shot i'm coming in because <laughs> that's how the sermon is coming in Look at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah that we used to play that before a youth group on wednesday night coming in hot i've done that i've used that one that's yeah,
1: good
0: that's... i like it did you pick one dawson or did i just mock you
1: no i i can't think apparently mine's all-star um <laughs> i can't i can't think of one i mean i'd love to walk out to like uh, uh mega death holy wars or metallica creeping death that's about the exodus story <laughs> i'm creeping dead oh no oh no
0: <laughs> he's not kidding people he's not kidding either
3: yeah, like, don't don't hebrews born to serve serve the pharaoh <laughs>
0: wow (laughs) heavy metal warrior if you guys haven't ridden in the car with dawson oh my god usually like
1: evie is legitimately scared
0: okay let me get to something worthwhile you you bunch of income poops sorry
2: i'll turn off the david hasselhoff i've been playing it ever since
1: oh no you should i believe i believe by hoff and that
0: we're out of time for today. <laughs> just like that. Hi, And our podcast hey. is over.
1: <laughs> okay, I want to ask you,
0: time. so this sermon was about trusting God, and your first point really was trust Him. The second point was basically don't trust yourself, but just to get us on the idea of trust. I want to hear from you guys now. We can't use um, examples that we've used, which would include uh, surviving the Rona, and we can't use transition to Eastlake. I want to know um, time uh, a situation where you had to trust God. Without, I'm I'm omitting those two just because we've discussed those before. So I want to know another one. I want to know another. I'm going to
2: take out, I'm going to take out the adoption story, and I won't go there, but I will go with something with my children. Um, after June was born, um, I mean, there's so many, but after June was born. She had a failure to thrive, and, and the moms out there will, will know what that means more than the guys likely. Um, she did not; she would not feed. So All my right. daughter, my daughter lost weight immediately after birth and never gained it back. We have pictures of June looking like a skeleton as a, as a three-week-old, four-week-old baby. Mm-hmm. Um, at four weeks old, she weighed two pounds less than she did at birth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, And and we were just doing everything we possibly could to try to keep this little, this little miracle alive. And we were just praying probably more than any period in our lives in terms of fervent daily prayer specifically. I mean, we prayed daily, but it was just daily. Um, And to watch the way God rebounded her so quickly Mm. in the right time. And it was, we just every day we're like, God, you gave us this baby. Do we only get this baby for a little while? Like, Mm. you know, you, you answered this prayer. And, and it was just, it was a trying time. It was a tough. Hey, you guys month. have been
0: trying to have kids for a long time.
2: We've been trying for 10 years. We adopted Jacob and then surprise had, a, had her as a biological baby. And so we were like wrestling with God with, so what are you trying to teach us? Like, why, why is this a thing now? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, think it was a, I think it was just a gut check for us to be like, are you willing to release your children to us, to me?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But we had to trust him every day that he knew what was best because we didn't think she was going to make it
0: yeah that's good
3: mine would be um when i was 21 i believe um i had to complete my clinicals in tampa florida and so as a college student you know you don't have a lot of money and so what i did i drove myself from st louis missouri to tampa florida um, first time, so of course, there was no GPS things. You, you had to go by MapQuest or some other Expedia maps that you would print out. And so that was my first time literally driving that far across country, 18 and a half hours. And I did it there and back. And so for me, it was literally about me trusting God because it was in Florida where I ended up homeless during my mm-hmm. clinicals. And so again, I had to trust God for my provisions there and protection. And yeah, wow. it was, it, it was definitely a scary time for me because not being from the area and being totally vulnerable
2: mm-hmm. to
3: people that knew way more than I, I just mm-hmm. threw myself into his arms and said, I'm going to trust you to take care of me for the six to eight weeks that I'm
0: here. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. Bang. Um, Do you have faith?
1: <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, man, I'm trying to think. I remember one time. I just
0: love to pick on Dawson. It's me and I Dawson's know. love language.
1: I know. Well, it's your love language. It's my. So. Love. <laughs> I just remember? No, no, no. I'm I'm married to someone who has the love language of picking as well, and so I'm I'm uh, I've learned to engage in that. In that love language. Um. Uh, there was a time Casey wanted to change. She wanted to kind of dream a little bit. Um, she likes to do that. And so she ended up going up to Charlotte for six months to become an esthetician and go to the Aveda Institute up there. And so we, we'd done some budget stuff and run the numbers. And we thought that we'd like just be able to make it till she got back. You know, we had a, we had a decent mortgage at the time. And, um, we'd been married three or four years maybe. And, um, I think she had about a month month and a half left and we we're like nope not gonna make it <laughs> wow. and so we tried to like rent our house we had a renter we got them in and um their first rent check bounced and the day that they moved in we got a phone call from their former uh landlord who was like hey i just want you to know i haven't gotten rent from them in six months um and so i followed them to your place and you know called you to let you know this is who's moving into your place So um, we're already low on stuff. We had to borrow money to get an attorney to get them out of our house. Thankfully, they, you know, didn't damage it or anything. And uh, anyway, I definitely had to trust them financially there. And everything ended up working out okay. And we paid off money we had to borrow for the attorney. And, uh, but I mean, there's others like, you know, I've told the story of when I was at Ben Lippin and I needed God to left turn me in order to keep me on this path with seminary and ministry and he did. And, um, you know, we've all been through the the lead pastor transition and trusting that process and coming on the other side of it. So,
0: yeah. And I've been
1: through that twice. That's horrible. Yeah.
0: I did not know that Casey did that. So she, esthetician, you have. To, I don't know this stuff. So you, That's what is like
1: this? Um, doing facials and waxing and oh, um, I did
0: know that she did that. She okay. ended
1: up doing eyelash extensions for a little while. Did that too.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Should what? I
3: get some of those? eyelash extensions? What, what? Should I get some of those? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. ask
1: Sherilyn. Sherilyn knows about it. they like
3: too. just pull on them until they're. I mean, what?
1: There's diff- oh, there's different yeah. ways. She would she did the kind where you literally glue individual eyelashes onto individual eyelashes. It took a while. Yeah,
2: that's it's patience.
0: It's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah, I know that when your wife comes back from a place like that, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine. I'll, I'll I'll change it up, and I'm gonna go back to 1999 because Ooh. this weekend is me and Kristen's anniversary of 20 years. Yeah. And uh, I, I, when we were 18 years old, we got engaged and both of us really felt like this was what God was wanting us to do. And it was crazy by most people's standards. I mean, I I remember Kristen called her mom and her mom hung up on her. It was just like, no. And uh, it, it really, I couldn't be more confident in a decision that I've made in my life than the decision to marry Kristen. And it's just been, when you look back, you're like, wow, I am so glad that both of us were just crazy enough to take that leap, you know, Mm -hmm. and God, and you know, what's funny is I remember being um, licensed. My church did licensing into ministry before they did, um, ordaining into ministry and I remember being licensed to do ministry by my home church at age 18 and Kristen went and she said well basically I'm getting licensed too because we're going to do this together I mean they didn't license her but I remember her making that statement like we are in ministry together if you're in ministry I'm in ministry and uh Mm. I'll just never forget that and still to this day 22 years later she's still right there in ministry with me, and I'm like, wow, and, but that was a trust, I mean, awesome. we didn't have any money, I made 500 a month, <laughs> that's how much money I made, 500 a month, and uh, anyway, so it's you know, crazy, though, the uh, best, go ahead, Dawson.
1: Oh, I like, well, I like Rob's example, you know, my example that I used was, you know, there's still a measure of control, you know, there are things that I, that were out of my control that I had to trust God for, but I love Rob's example, because like, you can't, can't control health, you know, like you're literally just like completely in his arms. But in, in my story, like the, the journey, the story that I've been on the last like six years or so, one thing that I've I found really helpful is um, these moments when I know God like opened a door or did something. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at that moment, that helps me trust in the future. So like I knew, I knew with no doubt whatsoever that God brought me on at Eastlake when he did. And I can't tell you, and I know why he did, you know what I mean? And so I can't tell you how many times I had to lean on. I know he brought me here when he did and why he did. Right. So it's, it's difficult in the transition and everything else, but I'm, I'm not going to second guess it
0: Yeah. because
1: I know he did it when he did it. And so for me, trusting I, I look at these like ebenezer moments to use a bible term bible story but these moments where i know i saw god there and that yeah. brought me to here so like i connect those two and that helps mm-hmm. me trust moving forward looking back until he brings another moment and then that becomes the next moment and i move forward you know it and isn't and, and
2: dawson i love that because that's what trust is it's like think about the path that i described on sunday and we've described different different ways over this series Think of it as one of those paths in the mountains where they have the, the markers on the trees. Yeah. And you get to the one and it's like, do I go white? Do I go red? Which trail am I trying? Which path am I trying to follow? Yeah. I think that that's what these trust moments are for us. Like, For us, I can tell you, ever since we we went through that situation with June, outside of the emotion of any time a child gets sick, obviously affecting you as a parent, there's no panic. Mm. Because early in her life, we had to walk through, she could might not make it. know there have been several other instances of trauma with our children One, june got life flighted at one time two years later um or a little less than two years later you know and i just remember watching the helicopter fly away because we couldn't go on it and god bringing me back to that reserve of trust from that that period when we thought she wasn't going to survive out of out of being four months old you know and so i think that really the point of, of what i love about all these stories you know ray ray watched god um, provide in a homelessness situation where, where he was able to get the training he needed, got all of his needs filled. That's the things we need to remember when we're walking on these paths and we think that we might be on the wrong one all of a sudden because we might be on the right one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, and and we want to jump off when we're homeless. Well, God, there's no way God's got me being homeless. Well, he might. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he does, but he might. There's no way God wants anything to happen to my child. Well, he might let something happen to your child. And you gotta walk through it and do and you trust it?
1: Yeah, what well, was
2: Jesus' address?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Man, I love this idea of wisdom as a path that we've been harping on. Like I think I think that's something I'm gonna always take with me in my life. Um, is this idea what you were saying, Rob, of um, you know, I talked about like the longer you walk on the path, the more familiar you get but um, this Galatians 6, 8 passage that I'm going to bring up in a couple of weeks about when you sow to the spirit, yeah. you reap from the spirit. And so yeah. we got to walk the path of wisdom. I was literally talking to Evie about this last night because um, we had a, had a disobedience incident about um, <laughs> we, we walk the path of wisdom so that when we need wisdom later, we have something to grab from, you know, like we're familiar. And so like Sowing in trust in every single moment, even the little moments, means that in those big moments when we need it, like when you're watching that helicopter fly mm-hmm. away, you're like, well, I sowed in trust back there, and so now I have some yes. trust and faith ready when I need it, um, and now I'm further down the path. So I, I like this idea, too, of sowing into faith, sowing into wisdom, so yeah. that in those moments when I need it, I've got something. Mm-hmm. right.
0: I'd love to hit something yeah. real quick that I actually put in my notes that we were kind of headed there a second ago of like when, when Rob said, you know, it might've been part of God's plan for Ray to experience homelessness temporarily. Yeah. I mean, God provides okay. for us and Ray's still here. Yeah. Um, But I know I have not watched this television series yet. I'm really excited to. I just have not done it. And that's the Chosen series. That's what it's called, right, Ray?
1: That's
0: yeah, it. I know you're loving it. Tell me, and I've heard you just hint at this a little bit, but I'd love to hear from you. How does, how does that television series portray following Jesus? Like what are these characters, what's it like? That's the thing I'm most excited about when I get to watch this series.
3: It, they, they present like real people like us. They, they are wrestling with fear. They're wrestling with doubt and trepidation. Probably one of the biggest themes is that they are so, so they're so certain that this is the Messiah. But they're also haunted by not wanting to mess this up, that he's (laughs) invited them into this journey Mm
2: -hmm. with
3: him, but they're all hyper-focused on, but he said, do this. So we got to get this just right. And there are people, there, there are disciples within that are like, I don't think that's what he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. So you see the interplay between the different disciples, some more anxiety riddled than others, (laughs) some more hyper focused than others, some way more relaxed and and humble towards their approach. And so when you watch the series, you begin to identify with different disciples at different times, because you can definitely think about moments when you just completely ran away from Jesus and how he just graciously welcomed you back, <laughs> as well as when you were so focused on what you wanted Christ to do that you realized that it's it's about His plan, not yours. That mm-hmm. you needed to yeah. give up what you yeah. thought He was going to do. So it, it is it is really re- well written. I think they've taken creative licenses, which is which all of us would do, and which you can't help but to do when you're looking at the text. You're filling in gaps. But I don't think they've done anything to, to mar the heart of the Gospels.
0: Yeah, that's really. Hey, that's
2: been my take, Ray, and I haven't watched them all yet. I'm, I'm, I'm behind you. I think what I really like is it's real, it's, it's what we're talking about. We're, we're watching characters who are based on real people live out this trust issue day to day. Yep. You know, in a context where it's like, as somebody who teaches, like, we know this, like, they're not pretending that they're reading the Bible to people. So they're not acting like, hey, this is scripture. Everything that you see in this episode is not, you know, ordained from the Holy Spirit in, in the scriptural account. But it is it is completely steered by the scriptural account. And it is completely within reason of what the biblical truth is without moving from it. And, and it's it's just real it's like it's like this is a real thing about what walking out faith would look like because i would look like a several of those guys as i was been watching i'd be like there's times where it's like with the way they do peter just i love um but this this idea of 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 trust here it is, there it is trust it's just it, it, it's a great illustration of how to trust
0: that's why i thought of that series when you were preaching rob i was like i bet you and it's too bad i haven't watched it yet but i bet you it really portrays this well um and you know another thing you said rob was about the pathway you know it's not a straight it is a straight path because god knows what he's doing but it doesn't it doesn't look straight and i couldn't help i was sitting in the in the uh, production room while you were teaching and i was like you know it's and you guys can disagree with this but and it kind of sounds like a pillow or something that somebody would sew that but it's not the destination it's the journey (laughs) You know, and I I thought about that because it's not just hey, we got this done. I did what God told me to do. It's the process. It's the journey along the way that God molds you that God impacts the world. And then I thought even about Jesus. Jesus could have been born of a virgin lived a perfect life and wrapped it up a little bit quicker and easier but he didn't. That's not God's plan. He could have gone, it. you know, I mean, I'm sure he could have gotten everything accomplished by age five or something. All right, we're going to sacrifice this baby, but instead he lived his life out, and he went on all these journeys and went to all these places. He did all these things. It was a straight path. God knew what he was doing through the life of Jesus, yeah. but if you were to look at Jesus' journey, Paul's journey, it's, it's all over the place, and so that.
2: zigzags it's like you're running away from an alligator it's like you're <laughs> zigzagging away from this thing running after. and it, it's like in the second service I used um Joseph and, I, and, and Ray in between services had reminded me reminded me of that story which was one that was in the back of my mind when I was talking about how this path isn't always there but the one I want to use today is David it's a, it's like David you know his story does not look like a straight path I mean he gets called out from work because everybody's like, because nobody thought to invite him in originally because there's no way it was going to be him that was going to be the next king. And he shows up and they say, Hey, you're going to be the next king. And then his entire life is running away. Well, entire life until he becomes king, is running away from the current king, um, who's trying to kill him, that who happens to great. be his dad's best friend. That's not straight from our <laughs> perspective.
0: <laughs> it so- happens
2: to be his, his his friend's his best friend's dad. Yeah, that's
0: crazy. So, Andy, a, a great question, right? What'd you say, Dawson?
1: I said it was his father-in-law. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, well, yeah. I mean, I was thinking more of
2: the Jonathan piece
1: than right. yeah.
2: That's yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, we we've talked a long time. So we we probably have about five minutes left. Um, but I. I want to encourage those of you guys who are listening to talk to God. I mean, everything that we've talked about in this series has been basically you have to connect to God. You have to hear from God and follow his lead. And so this is just an encouragement to those of you watching this online. Are you doing that? So we've been in this series for a while now. Are you doing that? What's he telling you? Does it involve trust? Does it involve a curved path? (laughs) Does it, you know, align with his word and really seek God through this? Cause God is leading us as a church through this series and calling us to different things. And I'm, I'm going to end with something a little bit different and I'm kind of hogging this and I'm not doing this cause I just need more attention in my life, but there is a letter that Kristen wrote that I want to finish this podcast reading. And this letter is from before we adopted our kids. So me and Kristen, have I read this to you guys? I have no. not, okay. I no, didn't think I, I had. And it's, it's like, so we had just finished a year. So a year of classes, learning how to be good adoptive or foster parents. And uh, we're basically graduated and we felt like we needed to tell our family what we were doing. Like when you, when you get pregnant, you have nine months To like warm your family up to there's new family members coming we didn't we graduated from a class and now at any point something could change in our whole family and so. I might skip a little bit of this, but here we go, so this is Kristen writing I wanted to send this letter to explain to everyone what we know and what we don't know about the process of adopting that we have begun. As it stands, we will soon be dual-licensed foster adoptive parents. We've had to go through a lot of training and paperwork to get to this point. Thank you for all of you who have turned in your paperwork, paperwork as well. So here's the explanation of what we know is likely to happen from here. We are working with Texas Baptist Home for Children, in Waxahachie. We've done all our training through them, and they're the entity that will license us as foster adoptive parents. We have told them we are interested in what is called legal risk adoption. What that means is that the children will be placed in our home and will be on their way to being legally available to adoption. The difference between legal risk and general fostering is that we are fostering with the intent to adopt and the children we may receive will have already begun the process of having parental rights terminated. So it's basically like this is what we're doing. It says now for the type of children that we may receive, we've had to complete a very specific form on the children we're willing to have in our home. Not only did we choose age range and race we had to answer very specific and heart-wrenching questions about the types of disabilities behavior issues physical issues that we were willing to accept into our home we stated on our form that we would like a child or children from the age of three, boy or girl, minor medical issues, da. da, da, da. it goes on. Once we receive our license, our names go in the statewide database, da, 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 da I'm skipping. If they decide that our family is a fit, they will call us and give us all the information they have on the child, birth family, and circumstances under which they were removed from the birth family. Is this interesting or am I getting boring? Okay, it gets it's just it gets really crazy. I'm skipping in the next paragraph. When we decide on a child or children, they will be placed in our home within 24 hours because of that we have to prepare for any child from infant to age three years old with the car seats crib clothes etc from the day they come the timetable continues to be unknown depending on their specific situation the steps will be to work towards having uh, being adoptive parents until they are legally adopted they will be considered foster children dah, dah, dah. so as you can So as you all can see, this will be quite a process and quite an experience for our family and all of you to go through as well, because they could be removed at any moment. I just wanted to let you all know as much as we know about what to expect so we can be prepared as best as we can for when the time actually comes. We also have accepted, have kept Spencer very involved in the process. I don't know if they will, this is the part that's crazy. I don't know if they will call us mom and dad, I don't know if we will feel like, like their parents when we meet them. Yeah. I don't know if they will react to our love and our family. I don't know. And it, it just says a whole bunch of I don't knows. What I do know is this is absolutely God's plan for our lives and our family. And he does know, he does know. So the bottom line is that we are about to go on a journey. I got to pull myself together. (laughs) So the bottom line is that we are all about to go on a journey together that none of us have ever been on. We love all of you and need your prayer and support through everything that will come on this journey. We are well aware. Dude, I can't even read this. I didn't know this was gonna happen. Um, we are well aware of the uncertainty and faith that will go along with this decision <laughs> and are ready to take it on. And that's how- it how, is.
3: Old, how old were you, you guys,
2: when this was written?
0: I don't know, let's look. It doesn't say, well-
2: I'm to hand you this,
0: man. I know, 15 years- I need old. it. So it was fourteen or fifteen years ago, so we were twenty-five.
3: Twenty-five <laughs> years old.
0: Isn't that crazy?
3: Thanks for reading that. And just think, Philip, they do call you mom and dad. <laughs> they
2: sure do.
0: I know. It's just when God leads you on a journey, there are so many things that you just don't know and it's not straight but you take one step at a time and then you look back like we can 14 15 years from now and you can say oh look at god look at what he did so i don't know i when you were reading when you were doing your sermon rob it just reminded me of this journey <laughs> that we yeah. went on it's not been straight dude it has not been a straight journey but it's been good and it's been God's path and I would do it 10 million times over again. So, you know, I, will say it again. Those of you watching, whatever God's calling you to just do it. Trust in him. Don't trust yourself. What was your, those were your two main points. Trust God. Don't trust yourself.
2: And what you just did was acknowledge him. That was the third. You just, in that letter, I hear, I hear Kristen just acknowledging that God's got it, Mm -hmm. which is that step beyond trust that God calls us to, that always putting him in the middle of the situation.
0: Yep. It's crazy. It's wild. But so we got to wrap up. (laughs) I just, I didn't know that, I I knew that it was a good, I didn't read that beforehand just because I pulled it up literally before we started this podcast. Um, But um, man, we love you, Eastlake, and trust God, will you? Sure. Please? Trust God. Yeah. He, he won't steer you wrong. And He's got so, you. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for here, near, and far.